0: Welcome to Cut the Chaos, the podcast that teaches you to cut through the noise, take back control of your life, and create a future you love. I'm your host, professional certified coach, Sandra Jarvis. Let's do this. Hey guys, welcome back to the Whole You Podcast. I'm excited to be here today. Spring is in the air. I don't know about you guys, but where I am, um, the flowers are blooming, the trees are starting to bud out, and it is beautiful. I love this time of year, and um, I think it's a great time to talk about failure. And the reason is because the way I see it, failure is just part of a cycle. Just like our seasons are part of a cycle. And there are times when things die out. And when they don't happen as, you know, exactly the way we wanted them to. But there's always an opportunity for new growth and to make something out of that. So, so today, I'm going to talk about failure. And And share with you some of my thoughts about what failure really means. So um, most of us see failure as a negative thing. And I really want to challenge that thinking because I want you to think about failure as a step on the path to success. All right. So, excuse me, Um, failure can feel scary. I think that that's pretty common. It is infused with a lot of fear. And I know that when I think about failure, my initial reaction is always to kind of recoil at the thought of it. It it feels like something that makes me want to lay down and die. <laughs> right? It just feels really scary and it feels really... Um, It feels really hard to overcome. But what is failure really? All right. What is, what is failure actually made up of? What is the definition of failure? Well, interestingly enough, the definition of failure is simply the inability to meet an expectation. (laughs) That's it. It's an inability to meet an expectation. So, what's the problem with failure? Because I mean, frankly, failure runs a lot of our lives, or the fear of failure runs a lot of our lives. And I think that the problem is that we tend to read too much into it. We tie our self worth to it. We tie our self esteem to it. We look at it as um evidence of whether or not we are good enough. And we think that if things don't turn out exactly the way that we hope or we plan, then we should just give up. But nothing could be further from the truth. I want to take this concept and flip it on its head for a minute. All right. Because when we think of failure, we are usually looking at the outcome of a situation and saying, that just didn't go the way it was supposed to, right? We look at it and we're like, okay, that didn't go how I wanted it to. It didn't turn out right. It didn't um, do the things I thought it was going to do. Maybe I didn't make the money I was going to make, or maybe I did a project that turned out differently than what I thought it was going to. And we want to take that and make it mean something about us, about our abilities. But I want you to look at it and think about all of the things that happened before you got to the outcome. And then I want you to think about all the things that could still happen in the future because of it. Because in order to fail, you had to take action. You had to do something. Now, there is some failure that is a failure to act, right? And that's a different story. What I'm talking about here is what happens after you act. So if you took action, then you had to decide that you wanted something. You had to take some sort of action, some sort of movement toward that thing in order to try and make it happen, And as far as I'm concerned, anytime you take action, then you've succeeded in something in some way because taking action in and of itself is a success. Now, we could look at this in a lot of different situations because the truth is we fail almost every day. There's almost every day there is something that happens that didn't meet our expectations. And if that is the definition, then, you know, that happens regularly. But I want to take a minute and just kind of look at a couple of situations that are common for us to feel like failures. So the first one I want to talk about is parents. All right. A lot of parents feel like they have failed or they are failing their children. And that's a pretty common sentiment. And I know that with my coaching, I talk to moms all the time who feel like they failed as a mother. Well, I say that it actually takes a lot to fail as a parent, because I believe that most parents are doing their level best for their kids. Most parents sacrifice a lot to give their children the best life they possibly can. Now, that doesn't mean that all parents are able to give their kids luxurious lives. And in fact, I'd say that most parents are not able to give their kids luxurious lives. But the lives that most kids live are the very best life that their parent could give them. So are they failures if they didn't get to send their kids to dance lessons or to put them on sports teams? No, I don't think so. Are they failures if their kids grow up and make decisions that, you know, are not the decisions their parents wanted them to make? No, that has nothing to do with the parents. Are they failures if their kids grow up and they become something other than upstanding citizens who are contributing to society? No, that doesn't have anything to do with their parents either. The way that I see it, if you love your kids and you do your best to provide for them and teach them, then you haven't failed as a parent. Now, your kids may disagree with me, and <laughs> that's okay. But I want you to see that it takes a lot to fail as a parent. So, for for the vast majority of parents who at some point in their parenting career feel like they've failed. Well, that may not be true. And I think it's important to recognize too, that (laughs) kids don't come with a handbook. So it's trial and error, right? So of course, you're going to have times when things don't turn out the way you hoped or expected. But you're still a good parent. You're not a failure. All right. Another common area where people feel that they fail is in business. And I know as an entrepreneur, I feel the pressure to succeed. But what does that look like? And who gets to decide what success or failure is for me? Now, I think the answer to that question should be obvious because I'm the only one who can determine whether or not I'm a success or a failure. And there are lots of ways I could determine that. Like I can look at my bank account and I can decide that that number means I am either a success or a failure, right? I could look at the number of clients that I have, the number of clients that I work with, and I could determine that that means I'm a success or a failure. Or I can look at the results that my clients are getting And I might get an entirely different answer than either of those other metrics would give me. Because here's the thing, if failure is just the inability to meet an expectation, then it doesn't have to be a big deal, right? It definitely doesn't have to be something we fear. And it certainly doesn't need to be something that holds us back from taking action. So this past year, I took um, a pretty big risk in my business and it did not turn out the way that I planned. The expectation that I had was not met and it ended up costing me a lot of money. So in that sense, it was a failure. I failed to meet the expectation that I had when I set out on this particular business venture. But when I take a step back from the pain that it caused because of the money that I lost, I can see that there were a lot of other things that came from it. I learned a ton. I learned a lot about myself. I also learned a lot about my business and what it could sustain. And I also learned a lot about that particular business venture so that next time I do it, I won't be doing it for the first time, and I will do some things differently. Maybe the outcome will be better. Maybe it won't. I don't know. So maybe I'll fail again. Maybe maybe the next time I do it, <laughs> the expectation won't be met either. But it's an opportunity to learn and to grow. And frankly, I'm really proud of myself for taking the risk and doing something hard Something new, something that I wasn't really sure of how it would turn out, even if it didn't go exactly the way I expected. So when you're able to look at your failures and see the growth, see the opportunities for learning, that changes everything. Failure doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't have to be bad. It can be an adventure. (laughs) So, if we look at history, I find it really fascinating because there are a lot of examples of famous people who failed and then later had great success. And this is something that I think is really important to recognize because, as I just said, we can look at our failures and we can glean the lessons from them. And we can see how, you know, maybe there are opportunities to learn and grow every time we fail. But the other thing, and I think this is really important, is that we have no idea what that failure did to set us up for future success, right? And if we choose to just stop because things didn't turn out the way we expected, then we never know what might happen in the future. So I want to take a look at some really famous people who failed and then succeeded. All right. So KFC is one of the most famous stories. This is Kentucky fried chicken, right? And Colonel Sanders was actually a retired person and he really loved his chicken recipe and he loved sharing his chicken recipe. And when he got his first social security check, it was very little. It was only like $105. And he decided that he wanted to do something to bring in extra income. And so he decided he was going to sell his fried chicken and he was going to find a restaurant that would sell his fried chicken for him. So he got in his car And he started driving around to different restaurants with his chicken and he would go in and he'd let the manager or the owner try his chicken. And if they liked it, then they would shake hands and agree to sell his chicken and he would make some, you know, make a profit from that. He was turned down a thousand and nine times. One thousand nine times before a restaurant finally agreed to sell his chicken a thousand nine times. I find that incredible. That is some serious perseverance. And his ability to not make that about him is, is inspiring, (laughs) but his willingness to keep going changed the face of the world today. Right? I mean, KFC is a global empire. And it started with 1,009 failures. It's pretty incredible when you think about it. I don't know. I, I'm not sure I've ever done anything a thousand and nine times, especially things that weren't working. <laughs> so consider that. Bill Gates is another failure turned success story. His first company was a complete disaster. But it didn't keep him from trying again. He went back to the drawing board and eventually he created Microsoft, which has made him one of the wealthiest individuals in the world. And imagine where all of us would be if he had given up, if he had stopped after that first company, because Microsoft is something that most people use every single day. Um another one is Walt Disney. Now this one is near and dear to my heart because I love Disneyland. It is my happy place. But early on in Walt Disney's career, he was fired from a newspaper because his manager told him he lacked creativity. <laughs> I bet that manager felt really stupid a few years later. <laughs> but <clears throat> he left that paper and he started another company that he called laugh Films, which was also a miserable failure. And so he was literally destitute. He was bankrupt and out of money, but managed to find his way to Hollywood and start the Disney film company, which, by the way, was not an immediate success either. It took time and perseverance before he... Started creating the classic fairy tale films, and that was what skyrocketed the Disney company into popularity. So, I mean, imagine where we'd be today if Disney had believed his boss at the newspaper and thought that he lacked creativity. I mean, personally, my life would not be nearly as exciting because I love Disneyland. <laughs> It's my happy place. And all of us, I think, have, you know, how many Disney films have we watched? How many Disney things, how much Disney touches our lives on a regular basis? So, you know, that's another one that it was a massive failure, but he kept going. Now, the last one I'm going to share with you is Steve Jobs, and this one I find really fascinating because I didn't know this. Now, I knew Steve Jobs had struggled early on. Um but he he struggled initially, he managed to um come back from a bunch of failures. He he was very innovative and He kept trying, right? And finally, he found success with the Apple company, which became obviously a massive empire. I mean, I'm using an Apple phone to record this episode. But here's the thing that's really interesting. When he was 30, Apple's board of directors decided to fire him. They didn't want him there anymore. (laughs) And so the company that he found that be- founded that became a massive empire he got kicked out of, but rather than making that mean something about him, he found a new company, and that new company was eventually acquired by Apple, and so it brought him back into apple and Once he was there, he decided to prove himself by reinventing the company's image. And that's when Apple brand soared to new heights. So not only did he fail before he ever founded Apple, but then he failed at Apple and still that didn't make him quit. So there's all of these amazing people who failed a lot. They didn't have it easy. I think that we often believe that these people who had massive success that they had an advantage that we don't have. But I'm not sure that's true. I think that often they simply were willing to persevere. Maybe it's that they were telling themselves different stories rather than saying, You know, what if I fail? Maybe they were asking themselves, what if everything turns out better than I could have ever imagined? That has power. (laughs) Your words have power. And so rather than going into a venture asking, what if I fail? What if you ask yourself, what if everything turns out better than I could have ever imagined? And go from there. Because if you're going to make up stories, which is what this all really is, then make them good, right? I mean, here's the truth. When you're going into some sort of venture, when you're asking yourself, what if I fail? When you're feeling all of that fear and all of those nerves and you're wondering if it's going to turn out the way you expected, well, you don't have to be focusing on the failure, that's your choice. You could focus on success. So turning what if I fail into what if everything turns out better than I could ever possibly imagine can be a powerful shift. And I wonder if that is the way that Walt Disney looked at it. If that's the way that Steve Jobs and Bill Gates And Colonel Sanders looked at it (laughs) because something kept them going in the face of failure. Something kept them continuing to try. When I think about Colonel Sanders and his 1009 rejections before someone finally said yes, that's incredible to me. I'm not sure that I would have that perseverance. I hope I would. I hope I would. But he had to be saying something to himself different than, oh my gosh, that was another failure, right? He had to be saying something like, this chicken recipe is amazing. Why wouldn't people want it? I just have to find the right one. So, When you change that story in your head, when you flip failure upside down and look at it differently, when you decide that not meeting an expectation doesn't equal something bad about you, it changes everything. So, what if I fail? You can ask yourself that, or you can say, So, what if I fail? (laughs) it doesn't have to determine who you are. It doesn't have to mean anything about you. It just means that your idea or your whatever didn't turn out the way you expected. So if that happens, then either try it again and see if it turns out differently or come up with another idea and get back out there. And as I said, as you're doing this process, if you're going to make up stories about the future, then make them good. Draw that positive energy to yourself and allow that to become part of who you are. Take action and become the person who never lets failure mean you're not enough. Because you are enough, that is. All right, that's what I have for you today. I hope that you have enjoyed this episode. And I really hope that you'll go out and just try something today. Do something that you've been afraid to do. Throw it out into the world and just see what happens. Because that is how we teach our brain not to be afraid of failure. All right. Have a fabulous week, everybody. And we'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for being here today. If you're enjoying the podcast, please follow, rate, and review to help me get the word out. And if you really enjoyed this episode, grab a screenshot and share it on social media. Thanks again for spending a few minutes in my world.